is you guys out there in the third dimension with your smart devices, you can really exercise your thumbs on this show. Let's start reading Galatians 6, and we're in verse 6, I believe. Mm -hmm. 6 6. 6 6. Mm -hmm. And the bird you can hear outside, that's not me whistling, that's a bird whistling. I don't know the bird. We bird's can't name. turn them off or mute them, unfortunately. An Aussie bird. That's what happens when you live really close to a park. Yes. Um, so here we are, Galatians 6. And there's also a Victor Moa going in the background as well. Oh, Another no, Aussie Victor. icon. <laughs> okay. All right. So I just want to look at um, uh, verse 6. Mm -hmm. um, and the heading here is in uh, New King James Version. And I, I won't take your job from you, Gloria. You can read just verse 6, please. Okay. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Okay, thanks, Gloria. Okay, I just want to read that from the New Living Translation, verse 6. Um, Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Um, if we can go around, uh, firstly, to you, Rick, for comments on verse, uh, verse 6, please. You'll have to unmute, Rick. What this is talking about is money. Um, this is talking about that people who are being taught the word, uh, you know, the only thing that's free in this world is salvation. Everything else actually has a cost to it, has a, a price to it. And now, generosity and grace affords us to do things without expecting something in return. But what this is saying is, is that the teachers and pastors that are taking the time, that are, are feeding you uh, with what the word says, what the word means, as are teaching you that they deserve, deserve a compensation. And what had been going on is that People were just um, t uh, feeding on this teachings, but they weren't giving anything in return when, in fact, here the Lord is telling us, look, you, they deserve to receive from you. Uh, it's not that you're paying for their services, but what you are doing is you are help providing what they need to live because they should be working and have a job and be providing for themselves and their family, but instead they are spending their time and effort uh, and even all the things that come to being a teacher so that you are not flying by the seat of your pants, but you're spending time uh, that they should be compensated. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Um, our teacher, or particularly my teacher, um, for the last 20 years has been Andrew Womack and um, I I heard him talk on on this once and it made me smile he said um, you know and he's talking to his audience and he said now many of you are going to churches you're in churches and, and you're basically telling me you're not being fed in your church so you're coming over here to bootleg the gospel from us Right. I don't even know what bootleg the gospel from us really means, but I can I can get the gist of it. You know, basically, mm -hmm. uh, Rick will explain it to us. Well, I'll come to you in a minute, Rick. Uh, so basically, you know, you should be fed from your church. Mm -hmm. 
You should be being fed from your church. If that's not happening, then something's wrong. You need to talk to God about it. Um, and in what what Andrew was saying and what Rick said is, you know, when you're on the receiving end, it is free. But even salvation, even though it's free to receive, it costs Jesus everything. You just have a think about it. He lays his life down for your salvation. Um, people who are teaching the gospel, it costs dollars to be a teacher. And praise God, we have got people who are supporting GFCD. So don't get me wrong here. I'm not a, putting out a call for help. I'm not. We give our time, Gloria and I, everybody in GFCD are volunteers. Nobody here gets paid. But we have people who are supporting this ministry and putting their hard-earned dollars into this ministry to provide the gospel for you. It costs them, not Gloria and me, it costs them to get the gospel to you. That's what we're talking about here. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce to you Pastor Kathleen Wall. Just getting back to the um, Galatians and chapter 6, I'm going to read it, Gary, from the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation, it says it this way. Let him who receives instruction in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. And I thought that was a lovely way to put it. Mm. Because, um, Sorry, Kathleen, is that the New Living Translation? Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought that's what I was reading from. Yes, uh, because, um, no, I'm sorry, that's from the um, Amplified Classic. Oh, the Amplified, oh, the amplified. okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah thanks for Amplified Classic. Yeah, I like that. That's um, good. Now, the New Living Translation says it this way. Those who are taught in the Word of God should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them so that explains it if you're receiving the word of god from those who are taught i'll, I'll read it again those who are taught the word of god should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them so that explains it yeah, the word of god the word of god is self-explanatory if you read it from your spirit mm. yeah. amen thanks kathleen okay we're going to jump straight into galatians 6 verses 7 to 10. uh so i'll share screen and get gloria to read it straight away Okay, mm -hmm. 7 to 10, Gloria. Mm -hmm. 
Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Thanks, Gloria. And uh, while I'm stopping the sheet, uh, the, um, the screen share, uh, I'm going to go to Rick, but I need to explain we live basically in a park right right out the back windows is this most amazing bushland um here in well we're not brisbane we're in ipswich but the birds there's an abundance of bird life and um we so can't those, turn that, them off that whistling in the background <laughs> i can't turn it off it's it's just birds making noises so. giving praises to the lord Amen. early early on a sunday yeah. morning yeah <laughs> So if you could unmute, please, Mick, and we'll, um, Mick, Rick. Rick, and we'll go to you. Well, again, you know, ministers and people have construed these verses to mean something different. Um, and that is, God is not mocked, and basically you're going to get what you deserve. As in, if you you are reaping uh, evil, you're going to get evil. That is not what this is talking about. This is talking about, it's tied to the verse before that we read. This is talking about providing for those that are giving of themselves to help you understand the word. And the... If you don't sow, you can't reap. If you don't sow and and, and and when you see, Jesus taught about sowing and reaping. And frankly, that's very important in the kingdom of God and how it operates. And what he was talking about um, in some of the perils parables was specifically sowing into the kingdom and when you sow into the kingdom you can expect a harvest what do you mean? when you don't sow into the kingdom well then you you want from god and you want harvest but you have not sown now when you are providing to the teachers that's one way of sowing into the kingdom there are many ways to sow into the kingdom what is sowing into the kingdom um what does that mean it in general or in in a, a a basic sense it's getting involved with what god is doing whatever he's doing in his kingdom god's a people person but god is doing things he doesn't need our money but money is the system that we operate in and we are living here in the world. We're not of the world, but we're living here. And the system needs money. God doesn't have any money. We have money and he's provided money for us. 
when we sow into the kingdom, we also, believe it or not, get to choose what our harvest is. Because when a farmer plants and sows a seed, he knows exactly what he's going to get. If he plants corn, he's not going to get broccoli. He's going to get corn. And in fact, he even has a picture of the corn. He knows what corn looks like. He expects corn to come up, and corn does come up. And this, he's, what he's really alluding to is the fact that if you don't sow, you're not going to get anything. If you don't provide for the people, not only are you not going, for the people who are teaching you, uh, not only are you going to not be able to reap a harvest, but uh, there's almost a, an implication that, you know, you're not going to receive from the word what is intended for you to receive because you're just lapping it in. And again, there are people that don't have something to sow, don't have money to sow. God isn't going to withhold, but there are other ways of sowing, even in helping and in doing things for, or doing something for God, even if it's not for that uh, teacher or preacher, uh, helping somebody that's in need with your time, with your effort, with some, with clothing, whatever it may be. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Um, can we go to you now, Kathleen? Well, I just want to um, read it from the uh, New Living Translation, verses 7 to um, 10. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. And those who live only to satisfy their only, own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. And we're of the family of faith. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I do uh, agree with what, Rick was just saying, yes. but um, you see, money does not have a seed within itself. You know, I could plant a hundred dollars in my garden, it will not grow. So with money, I just believe you give from your heart. Money is a gift and you're not expecting anything in return. A gift is a gift. Like I received of the Lord that which he purchased for me. And that, um, you know, I, I, I agree we can 
soul of ourselves when we're giving a, a time, um, like Rick was saying. And um, the word of God is so powerful because it does meet our every need. And this book here is our instruction book for life. And if we will follow these instructions, we will never have any lack. And you see, we have to be very careful because I've listened to people talking and I've listened to the very reason why they're actually sowing, why they're actually giving of their, I'm talking about money now. And um, I was with a group of people at a big convention. I won't mention, mention the name of the convention, but this uh, woman was writing down everything that she'd sown, everything that she'd given, and it just didn't sit right with me. And then the Lord showed me, are you giving to bless or are you giving to get? You see, say if I give to Gloria and Gary, I'm giving that to bless. I'm not expecting them to return from that because I've given to bless. And because I've given to bless, I'm doing that as unto the Lord. And then the Lord, the Lord blesses. The Lord blesses. Amen. I want to give according to what my spirit is saying. See, I'm not a partner with Gloria and Gary. They are, we are one in him. We are a family. I'm not a partner with Rick and Fred and the rest of the team. We're all part of God's family. We have the same father. We have, we're blood related. And so if I see a need in one of a family member, God knows the one who can, within the family, who can provide for that member of the family. And he will lay it on their heart. See, we have to give to bless, not to get. It's not, I'm, am, I, am I giving to Gary and Gloria so, or, or whatever, whoever I give to, I'm just using them as an example because we're on GFCD at the moment. But am I giving so I can get a better car, a bigger house, or am I just giving with no interior, inferior motive? So that is what he's saying. Now, I'd just like to read um, Galatians um, chapter 7 to 10 in the Amplified Bible, which says it this way. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not himself, not allow himself to be sneered, 
at or mocked by mere pretensions of profession or by his precepts being set aside. He, he, he inevitably deludes himself through attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. He who sows to his own flesh, the law nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the right appointed season, we will reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. So then as occasion and opportunity opens up to us, let us do good to all people, not only be, because you, it's useful or profitable to them, but doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. And let us be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. See, we are a family. You see, God is a family father. He's a father. He's a, he desired a family. That's why he, he, he longs for his children to prosper and be in health. I'll leave it there, Gary. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, yes. Kathleen. Yes. Um, the birds are so loud here, I had to mute ourselves to, uh, <laughs> to give... <laughs> Christiana likes hearing the birds, though. Oh, does she? <laughs> yes. Okay. Hi, Christiana. Well, you, can, you can hear them all while mm. I'm speaking. Wow, you two guys are just awesome. Yes. Um, Rick and yes. Kathleen. Mm. Um, mm. Such depth of uh, understanding yeah. of this topic, you know. Mm. And I'm thinking about... Um, while while you're speaking and um i remember going to um who was it Gloria? was it we went up to toomba oh curry curry blake mm -hmm. yeah and uh we were sitting there listening to curry blake and there was a question asked from the floor of curry um you know in the age of grace do we still have to tie that as they had to under the under the law of moses so, well firstly the first point is it goes back further than the law of Moses. Um, you know, you've got to look at, um, I think it was Abraham gave a tenth, was it Abraham, to Melchizedek? Am I right there? Mm -hmm. um, this is off the top of my head, you know, so. Uh, Adam's yeah, spirit. Yeah, Adam's spirit. <laughs> Adam's spirit off the top of my head. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Gloria. <laughs> I, need to, I accept that correction. So, um, and... <laughs> I loved, I loved Curry Blake's response to this question. He said, no, you're not under the law anymore. You're free from that. You can give far more than 10%. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. I thought that yeah. was yes, Curry. <laughs> what a great answer, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was a bit of humour in it too. Right? Yeah. The whole, you know, there was a couple of thousand people there, and they mm. all laughed at it. Uh, it was quite good, but it, it was true. You know, we're not restricted to it's basically what he's saying is mm. this whole thing is not a formula. Mm. And that's the point that Kathleen was making. It's not a formula for you to get wealth. Mm. You know, we, a few weeks ago, I said exactly what Kathleen said, just by testimony. Gloria and I give. We expect nothing in return. Mm. We expect nothing in return. And yet, you can't outgive God. Mm. How's that? Is that a formula? No, it's not. It's your heart motivation. We've got the same heart as God. We've got a giving heart. We are liberal givers. We give expecting nothing in return, and yet we're just blessed beyond measure. It's not a formula. Let me <clears throat> let me share a screen with you because see, one of the best teachings that I've ever come across came from uh, Rick Bush. He taught on the kingdom, right? Now, if you look at the Bible, the principles of the kingdom are this, seed, time, and harvest. Not seed, time, and harvest. It's seed, time, and harvest. Three elements. I want you to have a look at where the seed comes from, and I'm going to share screen with you. Well, Rick was talking before. I got this first, and... Uh, let's just go there. Okay. <clears throat> and I'll read it. New King James ver Version. Um, it, it's Second uh, Corinthians 9, verse 10. Now, may he who supplies, who's the he? God, who supplies seed to the sower. So that's where the seed comes from. Who does he supply the seed to? The sower. And bread for feed, for food, Supply and multiply the seed you have sown. So what's the seed you're sowing? Well, he's going to multiply the seed you have sown and increase, increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Amen. So as Kathleen said, that's just... Plain and simple. It's self-explanatory. Can I get you to read it, please, Gloria? Same verse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. And 11. Yeah. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything in all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And that's Second Corinthians 9 verse 10. So we're going to jump straight back into the Bible study. It's, um, mm -hmm. what is it? Almost, we've got 10 minutes to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'll just read a couple of comments that have come out. Dana is saying we need to be giving out of a joyful heart. Amen. So thanks, Amen. Dana. That's, that's what it's so, all about. So true. Giving yes. out of a joyful mm -hmm. heart. Okay. Yep. So I will have to uh, go back to where we were, um, which is Galatians 6. What verse are we on, Gloria? 
Uh, we've read verse 10, so it's up to 11. Up to 11, okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll just read 11 by itself, and that will, if we only just attack one verse, um, then uh, um, we should get around and still finish within the hour. Um, verse 11, um, and it's uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 11. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. And, and if I can just uh, make first comment on this and then we'll go to Rick. Uh, I'm going to attack it from a different angle to what we would normally um, address here. Um, um, most people address the large letters, but I want to address this with my own hand because um, in, with the UK Bible study, we're doing a, a study of the book of Hebrews. Now, Hebrews doesn't have a, um, there's no way of identifying who the author is of Hebrews, except that it appears to be written in the same fashion as the books of Galatians and Romans. In other words, it, there's a real similarity. And a lot of people say, well, this is, um, Paul, Paul writing the book of of um, Hebrews. Well, that might be true, but there's two problems that I've got with that, and that is that Paul sent to the Galatians, and he clearly says that over and over and over. I was not sent. Well, he doesn't say I was not sent to the Jews, but he said I was specifically sent to the um, uh, Gentiles, not Galatians, Gentiles. So. Hebrews is written to um, Jewish believers, right? The book of Hebrews. Predominantly, it was born-again Christians, but these were um, formerly under the law of Moses, formerly Jews, um, who had converted to Christianity and forsaken the law and come to um, believe in the grace of Jesus Christ or believe in Jesus Christ. So, um, that is who the book of Hebrews are written of who it's written to. So I this kind of tells me something here. Um, which verse are we in? 11. By my own hand. So it would seem to me that he's saying, you know, I've written to you with my own hand. Well, the fact that he's pointing it out, he's saying that in Galatians, I've handwritten this myself. I'm writing it with my own hand, which would lead me to believe that on other occasions and other writings that he's got, that he might have used a scribe. In other words, he dictated to another person who did the writing for him. Now, I know in my own ministry, um, and I'm talking about my ministry, Gloria is so supportive she is just, um, front, as far as I'm concerned, front and centre, and yet she likes to take this behind-the-scenes seat. I know the same applies in Rick's ministry. Elaine is there behind him, 100% supporting him all the way. You know, we're equal in this, and yet we two men, Rick and myself, seem to hold the... Um, the front and centre seat while the support is behind us. If I can go back to the writing here um, or what's written here uh, in my own hand, 
if 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 I'm writing this and um, and Paul does at time use a scribe to uh, write something that he's dictating to them, then it could be that that same person has actually written the book of Hebrews because the writing style is so similar to Paul's other letters that we read. And it could be that that person is one of these person who does not want to promote themselves. Therefore, they haven't even identified themselves as the author. Now, you can call this Gariology, if you like, but I just sort of showing you where did I get this from? Well, this bit about my own hand. Enough from me. Over to you, Rick, please. Mm -hmm. And just before I, uh, you go to Rick, uh, there's a question that the ministers might be able to uh, answer, and that's my, Michael's asking, does this large a letter mean large font or lengthy text? Well, like, I, does he mean it's, is it something he wants to stand out or is it the length of the letter that well, he's written? Well, we can see how lengthy it is but because mm. we're talking about what he has written mm. in, in the book of Galatians. Sorry mm. to jump in there, but I, I just wanted to address this question from Michael because I've only just heard it like you guys. I can't read the screen from here. Michael, um, we can see how lengthy it was, but I tend to think that what he was doing was emphasizing it. He probably wrote it in bold. He probably used a, you know, if you're printing by hand, sometimes you can press harder and make it stand out. He wanted to really impress these guys. This is super important. I want you to take, take, pay close attention to what I'm written, what I'm writing here. I don't, I don't think that just applies to what he's writing after. It applies to both what he's already written about this topic before and after, but it's just like, you know, we might highlight it, underline it, put it in bold. Well, you've got to remember, he's writing by hand, right? Um, over to you, please, Rick. Yes, it, you know, that's a very good question, uh, who asked the question. Yeah, and, Michael, it was, Mick, Rick. Yep, and um, the truth is, it's not clear, was he referring to the length of it? Was he recur referring to the font? Was he re referring to how hard he was pressing and make the emphasis? But as you said, Gary, it's not referencing just what's coming after uh, in the, the closing words, uh, basically, as the uh, New Living Translation uh, puts it, in my own handwriting. I think he was was emphasizing that this is really important. What's really important is what he's just got through saying. Mm -hmm. And the verses that we're not going to get to tonight are also very important. Uh, and it's about being forced into circumcision, uh, trying to look good to others. Uh, when that's not, what's important isn't your actions, what's important is what's your heart. You know, exactly what Kathleen was talking about giving. What, what are you doing in your heart? Now, there is, I mean, God wants us to be prosperous. How can we be generous on every occasion if we don't have more than enough? 
But if our purpose is to have more than enough for us, and okay, we'll, uh, you know, we'll throw some crumbs uh, uh, around uh, to, to help others, then th that's not it. It's, but we, we do have to understand, you, you talked about formula. No, there's not a formula, and yet that you can call it that kind of thing, basically, because Jesus said, this is how the kingdom of God works. And you need to pay attention to what is he saying after he says, this is how the kingdom works. And he gave um, a, several different examples when he said that. And it is important that he's given us the way to receive abundant harvest. How is it that you plant one kernel and you get not only, I don't know, is there 200 kernels on a, um, an ear of corn and there's seven ears of corn in one stock from one seed? This is, I mean, don't shy away from the, the fact that he has given us the way for us to prosper it so that we can be generous on every occasion. And who receives the glory? He receives the glory. And, but he also told us that, that he, will, he will share in that glory with us, that, he, that, that when we're giving him the credit and we're doing this for him, again, that's, there's the hard part. If you're doing it for you, that's not right. But if you're doing it for him, if you're sowing into the kingdom, not because you think it's a formula that you can just do, but you're sowing into the kingdom because this is how he told you. And why do you want to sow into the kingdom? So you can be generous on every occasion, so that you can have more than enough to pass it around. So people say, hey, wait a minute. How is it that you are prospering? I remember when you were down and out. How is it this has happened? And you can tell them, this is what you talked about life earlier. Life life in all of the ways of abundance, including prosperity. Profit is one of the words used in the Bible almost more than any other word, if not more than any word. God is not against profit. He wants us to profit. And, and what does it profit you if you are doing things that cause destruction to yourself or to others? Um, so, that's all I'll say on that. It, it, it is implying that what he's going to say afterwards is also very important. This is important. I'm putting this in my own hand. I didn't even let the scribe write this. I'm writing this. Do you understand? Do you get it? How important I, I'm trying to impress to you? Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thanks, Rick. Yes. Um, now, Michael's asked questions, uh, which is really good. And Michael asked questions last week, too. And um, <clears throat> they were the questions were quite in depth, so it took me. I had to do some research on it, and I replied by email. Um, I'm saying this for two reasons. One, did you get my email, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> the other one, because I didn't reply straight away because there was just so much stuff going on here. All good stuff, mm. but it all takes time. So. Mm. Uh, look, if you've got questions, I'd love yeah. to uh, answer them. And um, if we can't do it in real time, then like with Michael's question, um, I'll reply via email to you. Providing you give us your email address. And the way to get that to us is to email us, email yes. the question to us, you know. 
the, the email address is gfcd.sozo, S-O-Z-O at gmail.com. And well, I'm going to go to Kathleen now. And Kathleen, uh, for time's sake, when you have finished addressing these verses, could you close this Bible study with prayer for us, please? Thank you. Um, I just want to get back to something Gary said earlier. Uh, it quoted the scripture in Corinthians that he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That God loves a prompt to do it giver whose heart is in their giving. And um, you know, he talks about seed, seed time and harvest, not seeds, seed. And um, it just brought to my mind Luke 8, 11, the seed is the word of God. And that is the seed that we sow, the word of God, because it's profitable. It's profitable. <laughs> That's all scripture is profitable, like Hebrews, even though it's written to the Judeans, it's written to us as well because they were Christians, they're part of the body. Whether you're an American Christian, an English Christian, an Australian Christian or a Hebrew Christian, it is still written to us. How would I know that Jesus was my high priest without Hebrews? <laughs> So it's definitely written to us as well, but it there Paul was admonishing them because they've gone back under law. But I know a lot of Gentile Christians that have gone back under law too. So I take that as for a warning for me as well. We have to stay with the seed, the word. We have to stay with Jesus because Jesus and the word are one, just as the spirit and the word are one. So just getting back to this, this is with why he's writing this with such large letters, because it's block capitals. He wants you to take note of the next verse, which says that only in Christ we can be saved. There is no other way. It's only in him. Because it's in him that we live, it's in him that we breathe, it's in him that we have our being. He is my prosperity. The word prospers wherever it's sent. <laughs> I praise God he sent his word. He sent it to us. And it's the word that causes me to prosper, as Rick was saying. And so, you know, he's writing this uh, in the um, New Living Translation. It's actually written in block capitals. And he's saying, notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. 
And those closing words are, be very wary of those who are going to put you back under law. Be very, very wary. Because the word of God is freedom. And um, uh, I love the teaching that Gary gave last night. Um, uh, you know, it was just so uplifting and um, it rested within my spirit. It witnessed to my spirit. And um, yes, so we're very, very blessed to have you, Gloria and Gary. <laughs> so did you ask me to close in prayer, Gary? So Father God, we are just so, so very, very grateful that you did send your word, your only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you, Father, you did not send Jesus, your son, to condemn us, but to give us life, and that life, eternity. We can now spend eternity forever with you and we are so grateful so if you're out there and you're a whosoever just come just come to him just talk to him cry out to him for whosoever believes on him will not perish but will have everlasting life. So we just thank you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful time. We thank you for GFCD. We thank you for Gary and Gloria. We thank you that they were obedient to follow your leading, to do what they're doing. In Jesus' holy name, amen. <laughs>